This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in February for a show with the theme of Recovered. Our storytellers are regular people, just like you. They just decided to give storytelling a try. Michael told a story with us for the first time at the February show. I'm not entirely sure, but he seemed to really enjoy it. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page. Follow us on Facebook or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Michael. I was hungry, but I was not hungry for food. I was hungry for opportunities. I was hungry for experiences. And I was hungry for knowledge. You see, where I was growing up, in a small local Polish neighborhood, there were two types of people. The bench sitters and the computer guys. <laughs> the bench sitters were sitting, sitting all day in front of the block, drinking, smoking, and looking for trouble. And the computer guys were staying at home, building computers, playing games, and learning programming. Guess which, why, which was, was why? I was the computer guy. When I, was, uh, and I, in a when I was in Asia, I came across this idea of a tiger mother. You see, I would be a perfect tiger child. <laughs> when I was young, I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to pick up every activity and evening class. At that time, however, I was raised by a single mother and we didn't have opportunities to do so. And when I was joining university, even though in Poland education is free, we didn't have resources to send me to study somewhere else. So I was forced to study at the local university. So when I joined the university, I was angry and I was determined to make most of it. I signed up for all the classes. I became top student. I joined student council and all the student groups that we had at university. And finally, when I was graduating, I made a decision that changed my life. I made a decision to go for international experience work experience. And I wanted to do something that no one from my environment has ever done. So I wanted to go to this exotic, faraway, mysterious place with a funny name. I wanted to go to Hong Kong. <laughs> At that time, I faced a lot of pressure from my mother because she was saying like, hey, what are you doing? You know, your friends are working here in a local city. You have this job offer here. Why don't you do that? But I was hungry, and I wanted to go somewhere else and do something more. So I was looking for those opportunities in Hong Kong. But in the end, something else happened. I saw this amazing opportunity in London. And I need to tell you, London was not the place that I wanted to go. I always imagined this as a great place with full of English people drinking tea with milk. And there were already many Polish people there, so it didn't sound so extraordinary. <laughs> but the job opportunity was amazing. If I would write my perfect job description, that would be it. Amazing top company with the field that I had huge passion for and in a global team, which were leading the company globally. So I applied. I was preparing very hard for the interview, and I thought it went pretty well. Then I got a message from the recruiter. Yeah, I go to the next stage. 
So that was great, apart from one thing. The recruiter forgot to hide the emails of the other people that were in the second stage. So as you do, I started searching for them. <laughs> and oh my god, they were monsters. Those people were incredible, like Chicago Booth MBA, like top MBA in this time, seven languages speaking, uh, already working in a top consulting company. I was, what the hell? You know, I was just a guy who was studying in a local university that's supposed to be an internship. And I already were starting making plan B. But of course, because I was hungry, I still was preparing. I wanted this opportunity. So what happened in the end, they hired the MBA guy, but also uh, they hired the second guy because in the end, even though they looked for one person, they decided to hire two people. And, this, and we had the hired MBA guy and the me, and me. So here I went to London for this incredible opportunity. And, and in London, I forgot my, my dream of going to Hong Kong. I had really good lifestyle. I've, you know, I really enjoy being there. And, and by the way, uh, London was totally not the place I imagined. Actually, it's, it's an incredible place, multinational, full of opportunities. However, at some point, I met a friend there which, who was from Hong Kong, and years later, he invited me for his wedding. So that was the first time when I arrived to Hong Kong. And immediately, when I arrived, and I was going from the airport to the center, I fell in love. I thought it's so beautiful, and it's a great place to be. But what really made the difference was when I fell in love the second time. <laughs> and that was on the wedding. So I saw this, the most beautiful girl in the world coming in. In fact, she was so beautiful that since I was drinking wine, I thought I should double check. <laughs> so I turned to my Polish friend and I asked her, is she incredibly beautiful? Or is it the wine? <laughs> and she told me, tak, jest przepiękna. Which means, yes, she's incredibly beautiful. So I said, okay. So from then on, I was focused on this faraway table. And, you know, like in China, there are always people in those tables, so it's quite hard to network. But as soon as someone stood up from her table, I immediately went through the room, <laughs> through all the tables, I sat down next to her, and I started chatting. And we started dating. So then, uh, when I came back to UK, we were still messaging and Skyping, and at some point, the company I work at gave us some random holiday uh, close to the Christmas period. So I made a very spontaneous decision to fly to Hong Kong to visit her. During this visit, I went to some random technology meetup. And this part, actually, I'm really not, sh not sure how this happened. But to my knowledge, Someone from this meetup told some other people that I'm in Hong Kong, and those people sent me emails for invitations for chats about startups and analytics in Hong Kong. So I had this day, which is one of the most memorable days of my life, which was a holiday day, but I had a, first of all, I had like a, like a programming test scheduled from 6 to 8 a.m. in the morning. Then at 1 p.m. I had this chat with the guy who is very known in the data science community in Hong Kong. And later in the afternoon I had this again invitation for a chat with the CEO of the most famous startup in Hong Kong. 
So it's fair to say it was quite busy holiday day. But to make it more challenging, the night before, there was a party. <laughs> there was a Thursday party of a friend of mine who was a salsa DJ in Hong Kong. So unfortunately, the party finished 5 a.m. <laughs> and I was still in the, let's say, story, party mood, if you know stories. what I mean. If you want to know more about learning to type and I drank Red Bull, I went to my room, I, I somehow I solved this extremely difficult programming test. I'm not sure why, how. And, and I got the opportunities. This was like a top internet company in Japan, in Tokyo, uh, after that. Then at 1 p.m. I had a chat with this analytics guy. Uh, he offered me a job on spot. And then later in the afternoon, I had this chat with the CEO of this famous startup in Hong Kong. And again, I really thought this is supposed to be just a chat. Now, looking back at this right now, it was quite obvious. It was just a bit more than a chat. Because you have a CEO sitting next to you, then you have a CTO, and they're asking you all these type of questions, like, hey, what did you do? You know, what's your experience? How would you solve this problem? <laughs> but at that time, I didn't have any sleep. I was hangover. <laughs> so I really thought it's just a chat. So I was telling all these all this answers like, hey, you know, you should do this and you should do this and I would do this and so on. So to my surprise, by the time I was walking out of the door with the CEO, he turned back to me and said, hey, how about you come here and work with us? And I said, okay. So I went back <laughs> to UK. I quit my job. I packed two suitcases and I came to Hong Kong. So here I am in this exotic, faraway, mysterious place with a funny name. And I was asking myself, am I still hungry? And for a long time I thought that maybe not, because I, have all those, I had all those amazing opportunities to work in these incredible companies and these interesting experiences, and I have learned a lot. But recently I realized that, yes, I am still hungry but I'm hungry for something else. And what it is, I will tell you in another story. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friend. And keep an eye out for our weekly podcast. We publish every Wednesday. Everyone has a story to tell.